Hello and welcome back to the Spiritual Therapy World podcast where we will be discussing all things wellness and mental health related for all of my fellow self-healers and mental health warriors. I'm your host, Ariana, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in again to another episode or thank you so much for joining if this is your first time listening. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This podcast and community that I'm curating and growing currently is rooted in my desire to help and heal and to help others grow. So today is February 28th, the last day of February, as well as the last day of Black History Month, aka Black Future Month. And so this week, we are going to talk about Black mental health. That's right. This topic is always a topic that can use more airtime, more conversation with your friends, your family, at work, wherever. The conversation around mental health and mental health awareness is so necessary, especially in these times. So in a future episode, we'll continue to talk about Black mental health and Black mental health awareness and why it's so important. But we're going to start that conversation this week. And it's so awesome to see more discussions happening around mental health and wellness in general, um, especially taking place online um, and also offline. But I just want to add more to the conversation and um, just give from my perspective. So this week, we're going to uncover some statistics surrounding Black mental health. We're going to talk about the normalization of therapy. And we're going to also discuss what we can do as a community to promote more conversations about mental health. Encouraging someone to discuss their mental health issues or problems that they may be having internally it's kind of one of the main reasons why mental health awareness is so important because a lot of people aren't even aware that they may be going through something mentally or emotionally internally and not being not processing it as the way that they should so before we get into today's topic as always go ahead and get cozy grab yourself a nice drink of choice your cup of tea or maybe a glass of wine if it's the evening and just sit back and get cozy and we're gonna talk about black mental health okay so let's hop right in we're gonna get started with black families and black communities and mental health and some of the stigmas that have been around for quite some time uh, longer than I've been alive So most mm, stigmas um, around the black community are, of course, you know, the things such as, oh, I don't want to be labeled as crazy. I don't want to take medication. Um, You know, if there's something wrong with me, I'm possessed. It's, you know, I'm a demon or I may possess demonic spirits. Um, There's a lot of different stigmas just culturally that the black community has that you know some of the barriers have been 
starting to shift and change and we are starting to break down some of these stigmas and pull back Um, but we still need to continue to challenge these stigmas because statistics will show that stigmas can cause someone to deter from getting help and that's the last thing that we want right if someone is seeking help we don't want something such as a stigma or um, you know like a prejudice to deter them from getting the help that they need so that they can also live, you know, the life that they deserve to live. So mental health has just, like I said, been steeped in stigmas for ages. But like I said, it's important to break these down. So that's what we're going to continue to do. The root of mental health stigma among black people can be traced back to slavery At this time, it was commonly thought that slaves were not sophisticated enough to develop depression, anxiety, or other mental disorders. So let's break that down for a second. All right, so we're all human, right? We all breathe, we all bleed, we are all human. So imagine someone telling you that because you are a certain color that you can't have mental health problems or you you know, can't have depression, you can't be sad, you can't have anxiety. Um, A lot of stigmas come from the generational trauma that we deal with, not just from slavery, but, you know, obviously before that and whatever has been transferred down through your bloodline, through your DNA. It's something that we can't really avoid, right? It's something that we have to deal with. So if you are the descendant of a slave, then you likely do have some generational trauma and maybe some mental health stigma in your own family to where you maybe have felt at some point in time that you weren't sophisticated or you weren't you weren't okay to be not okay. If that's the best way I can put it, right? There has been some point in your life where you, because you are a black person, you felt like I need to tough this out and I'm stronger than this and whatever it is, I'll get through it. That's kind of like our attitude towards a lot of things because of the things that we've had to deal with over the years, which is completely understandable. But this just shows you a, you know, connection from something such as slavery to depression and anxiety and other mental health disorders and how that can show up in your everyday life, even in ways you may not be aware of yet, right? So this is why we have these conversations. So you can maybe have a thought like, oh, wow, I never, I never even considered the fact that because I am a black person or African-American, whatever you want to call yourself, (laughs) um, because we have so many terms, right? Um, But it's, it's just that, that thing that's just like, wow, I've never really made those connections about how that can affect my mental health. I didn't even realize, you know, trauma could be passed down through family. So these are some other things that we will talk about in the future. So despite the historic disbelief and concern in regards to mental illness or mental health concerns... We are now being forced to address it, more so in these times, post-pandemic, I would say. Um, Also, 
kind of living through, I would, I would say a time of heightened stress. Um, you may be feeling like stress is normal or, you know, that you should be anxious about what's to come next from, you know, everything that we've been going through. Even currently there's, you know, things going on now in Ukraine and I try not to get into politics because that's not my lane. I'm not political. And so we're going to keep the politics kind of <laughs> mute, kind of force, I would say, to face some more of these issues and concerns as we um, continue to progress in, into the future. So one study showed that 63% of black people believe that a mental health condition is a sign of personal weakness. But is it really our weakness when outside triggers like racism and discrimination and generational trauma affect black people every single day? That statistic is so high, 63%. That's more than half, right? And I'm not sure what samples or, you know, measures they use for their statistic, but more than half of black people think that Having some sort of mental health condition or mental illness is a sign of weakness. While this is completely not the case, right? Our weaknesses are not our weaknesses. Our weaknesses are there to show us where we can improve and get stronger or, you know, where something may need some extra attention or work, such as when you have a headache, right? If you have a headache, you don't just ignore it you fix it. You take medicine to get rid of the headache. You don't just let the headache prolong, right? So you having a headache is your body letting you know there's something wrong. So mental health issues or a mental health disorder is not saying that there is something necessarily wrong with you, but it's letting you know, hey, there is there is something that needs attention. And there is something that needs to be addressed that is affecting your everyday life. And so when those things start to come up, again, we just, we want to learn how to kind of embrace all of these feelings and traumas and triggers and everything that we have to deal with that I kind of feel like we weren't taught how to navigate, right? So it's kind of like a learning experience. And I think for prior generations, it's really been really like a literal learning as you go experience which most of life is but also if we know this now and we can kind of reprogram our brains to maneuver life differently through a different perspective of mental health and what that actually looks like for you individually then my whole thing is as a community, we can progress and we can grow. And the more the more we do that as a community, the more that it spreads, right? And so that's what we want. So traumatic experiences happen every single day. You cannot avoid trauma. You, you will not escape life, um, as far as I'm aware, without some form of trauma, especially being especially being black, right? We go through so much structured trauma through the constructs that have been created for society that we have to operate in that weren't created for us. 
that in itself is traumatic. You're trying to navigate a system that was not built for you. It's like trying to win a game that you were almost set up to lose, if that makes sense, right? So these traumatic experiences that we go through on a daily basis absolutely affect our mental health and concerns of depression and anxiety and mood disorders and other mental health issues and disorders, right? Because mental health issues and concerns and disorders is more than just anxiety and depression. There's bipolar, there's autism, there is so many things, psychosis, so, so, so many things, ADHD, uh, seasonal affective disorder. There's just so many different things, right? And what I've learned so far is that kind of a lot of the symptoms are the same. And so we're going to see with more trauma-informed therapy practices, how we can kind of navigate and pinpoint what is a traumatic trigger or traumatic experience that has negatively affected my mental health and how can I correct that and move forward and, you know, kind of move around and realign with whatever your mental health needs are at the time. So according to Mental Health America, Black people experience direct traumatic stressors. That includes being heavily policed or being victims of physical and verbal attacks by law enforcement or also indirect stressors such as the effects of viewing the video of George Floyd or the other thousands or hundreds of videos that we've seen floating around the internet of police brutality and injustice and murder. So these stressors, they're unavoidable, you know, unless you're, unless you're just not on social media, um, you know, you may not have seen that video of George Floyd, but I know a lot of people did. And I know for me, that was very, 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 very traumatic to just, I, I didn't watch the, the entire video, but just the still images, right? That, that alone, that image alone is a traumatic stressor. And if, if you've seen that image and you didn't process what that image may have traumatically affected you, how that image may traumatically have affected you, then you can be holding some stress related to that within your own body that you're not aware of, right? So what we're seeing now in 2022 and moving forward, hopefully, um, is that a lot of younger black adults and youth in general are leading this discussion to say, hey, let's talk about feelings. We need to talk about feelings, right? More so than our elders because they grew up differently, which is completely understandable. They have their own traumatic experiences that they had to go through just like we have to, right? So they they grew up differently than us, and so their parents raised them differently, and, and their society was different. And so now our young warriors, mental health warriors, are out there leading the way, and I'm so proud of anyone who has had any courage or resilience to speak 
unapologetically about anything that they've struggled with mental health wise or just being an advocate for others right that's kind of my main goal is just to be an advocate um, for others to be able to come forward and express whatever it is that they may be holding on to or having issues with so we'll also start to see more black role models in media talking about mental health right such as naomi osaka simone biles or even jada pinkett smith on her red table talk um who else we have taraji p henson uh charlamagne the god um trying to think of some other people we have there's just a lot right there's a lot there's actually more now today than when i was growing up and dealing with mental health issues in my own adolescence than there was during those times so it's a great time for us to just continue to push the change and continue to push for change when it comes to mental health wellness and any stigmas that may be keeping others from getting the help that they need so as the times are continuing to change and as we continue to work to erase these stigmas of mental health especially in the black community we're gonna take a look at some more statistics can't say that word (laughs) we are going to take a look at some more statistics and get a closer look at what that looks like all right i'm not gonna spend too much time on statistics because at the end of the day statistics are important but they're just kind of um a number to put things into perspective right there's no way for us to know a true statistic as far as mental illness goes in the black community so i mean you know what i mean not a true statistic but what a true statistic will look like for the entire population right that is just impossible there's no way to uncover Um, a statistic on an entire population right it's always going to be a general it's always going to be a general number right it's going to give us a general idea of what the numbers actually look like in reference to the number as a whole in the population okay so let's cover a few statistics and we're going to talk about just why it's important again for us to just have these conversations and you know what it may look like for us to continue to destigmatize this subject so in 2019 suicide was the second leading cause of death for blacks or african americans ages 15 to 24. so that was in 2019 that's pre-pandemic that's that's pretty scary right ages 15 to 24 um being the second leading cause of death suicide being the second leading cause of death for blacks or african americans so when we think about that that's that's very very sad for me um because i've struggled with suicidal thoughts and it's not it's not an easy thing and it's not really something that you can 
you know, fixed right away. Um, it does take time for the person to actually want to live and be here and experience life because every day is a new day and every day is sometimes a little harder than the next and some days are a little better than others, but um, suicide is one of those really touchy topics where it's just like you really, you have to just be very careful when you're dealing with someone who's considering no longer wanting to be a part of the world, right? Because when you think about that, when you're gone, you're gone. We don't know what's on the other side unless you've been on the other side. Um, but if not, you know, when you're gone, you're gone. So someone no longer wants to be a part of the world. Um, check on your friends, just say, Hey, check on them, text them, call them, check on your family. Um, you never know what someone is going through. And for that statistic to be pre pandemic is kind of scary. Um, I'm interested to see what that number may look like in a couple of years. Um, African-Americans are 20% more likely to have serious psychological distress than whites. So for this, it's very, very, very common that we will go misdiagnosed or undiagnosed for psychological orders or disorders, psychological disorders or illness. So African-Americans are 20% more likely to have these serious psychological distress episodes. And a lot of times, you know, our law enforcement and EMTs, they're not properly trained on how to deal with psychological distress. And I will say that, especially for my area and the experiences that I've gone through personally. And I'm sure this is the same going across America, that, um, you know, our, our first responders are not properly trained for mental health distress or psychological distress. So the fact that African Americans are 20% more likely to have this sort of event and first responders show up on scene and mishandle the situation is just another statistic that for me is very eye-opening. The next statistic is poverty levels affect mental health status. Black or African Americans living below the poverty level as compared to those over twice the poverty level are twice as likely to report serious psychological distress. So when we're thinking about traumatic stressors or triggers, right? Things that are likely outside of your control are always a possibility of being a trigger. Being in poverty is most of the time something that is not within our control, right? Depending on your family circumstances, you may have grown up in poverty and you may be just trying to make it out and find a way to get out of the poverty level. And it's maybe harder for you than it is for others. And that in itself 
is very psychologically stressing and stress inducing because for one you can only control so much so if you are struggling and living in poverty there's only so much that you can do to get out of poverty right if you are not making enough money then there's no way for you to get out of poverty Um, let's say for instance you have a record a criminal record it may be harder for you to get a job and that may lead you into being in poverty longer whatever the situation may be being in poverty is obviously a serious 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 trigger and traumatic stressor um, or event to experience that can cause some psychological or trauma inducing things I couldn't think of the word (laughs) I'm so sorry (laughs) African Americans are also less likely to receive an accurate mental health diagnosis and for those who are diagnosed with depression are less likely to receive treatment than our whiter our whiter sorry than our white counterparts so I touched on that just a little bit earlier but we are the most likely to be misdiagnosed um, as well as underdiagnosed and we are also the most likely to go and seek treatment um, that statistic in itself it's been around for a very long time. I don't know what exactly is the issue with African Americans or black people being misdiagnosed. I don't know for sure. I haven't really gotten too far into research. I don't know for sure if it's just the um, the mental health professionals doing the diagnosing don't care or if they're missing something or if it's just the fact that they don't care. I'm going to go with the fact that they don't care. But, I mean, I'm sure there are some very, very wonderful mental health professionals out there who do truly care and truly, truly, truly want for those seeking treatment to get help. But for this to be the last statistic that we're going to go over, it's uh, it's a very, very touchy subject for me personally. Um, Because I feel like I may have been, you know, misdiagnosed or mistreated um, during some encounters that I've had with mental health professionals. And it's just to say that going forward, there needs to be more trauma-informed therapy resources because it may be that some of the symptoms align But a lot of times, some of those symptoms are just masking symptoms, right? A lot of disorders have the same symptoms. And so if you're not really getting down to the root of the problem, and a lot of times it is trauma-based, then you're likely going to have a misdiagnosis. Okay, so what can we do to seek help? We can talk about it more, right? So if you personally feel like you may need help, Go out there and seek the help that you need and seek the help that you deserve. Talk about it with your friends. Talk about it with your family members if you feel comfortable. If not, 
go out and reach out to those mental health professionals that are there to support you. And I know that it is trial and error. So you may not like your first mental health professional, whether that be a therapist, um, a life coach, a life advisor, psychiatrist, doctor, counselor, drug counselor, program coordinator. There's so many different terms (laughs) and people that we have um, access to within the mental health field. Um, to link out to for resources, right? So it may not be the first person, but don't give up. Continue to seek the help and the treatment that you need. And I know that it's rough, but you will find the, the right fit. You will. It just takes a little bit of time. So don't give up. Now, it's not usual for Black people to rely on community um, outside of religious support for help. So that doesn't mean that we should just erase mental health from religious conversations as well, feel free to reach out to your religious or spiritual support also because they are also here to help you. There are many different forms of help. It's just all about finding the right form of help that fits you in your specific situation. Now, therapy, I will always advocate for therapy. Therapy is a great preventive care And it is obviously my number one suggestion I'm going to give to you. If you are already dealing with a mental health disorder, illness, or distress, or psychological situation, right? Therapy is not just for... Therapy is not just for people who have mental health issues. Therapy can also just be if you just want to talk to someone... If you are having internal issues or if you are having internal confusion and you just need to talk to someone to say, you know what, I know that I'm okay, but I just need to get this information out and receive some non-biased feedback. Therapy is also great for that, right? And then there's also different forms of therapy. So maybe talk therapy is not for you. Um, maybe there's a different form of therapy that you want to look into and I will have an episode in the future all about different forms of therapy. I will touch on that and so that you can look into different options and see what works best for you. But sometimes all you need to do maybe is some music therapy, some art therapy, maybe some yoga, some stretching, some exercise, um, different ways to just kind of reset yourself and your mind and kind of get those thoughts situated, get everything flowing in the right flow. So you can be completely normal, have nothing wrong with you, and still go and talk to a therapist, right? You can be completely normal, and there's nothing wrong with you, and you can have depression, and you can have anxiety. Those things are normal and they do happen they do come up in life and there are things and ways that we can deal with them and to be able to move forward in life and navigate life how we would like to navigate life right stress-free happy as possible you know all of those things are a reality they can happen it just takes time now I know that therapy 
may not be accessible for everyone. So we can continue to make sure that we keep pushing for the fight and for the change of mental health rights and access, right? Because everyone should have access to basic needs and care. And I strongly believe that mental health is one of those things that everyone should have the basic access to. So make sure to continue to do your part. Keep having this conversation about mental health. If you struggle with mental health illness or disorders yourself, unapologetically speak your truth and use your voice and your testimony as a guiding light and example for others who may be struggling. You never know. You just never know. You never know. So we're just going to keep doing what we're doing and having the conversation. And we're going to rely on our faith as well as outside support systems for help. And then we're also going to make sure that we make space to be transparent. And I will make sure to continue to be transparent and have the much needed conversation here on the Spiritual Therapy Podcast about mental health. So I wanted to end the episode kind of, I guess, transitioning and talking about the name. And then we're going to end this episode. So let's talk about it for a few moments. Okay, so let's talk about Spiritual Therapy Podcast, the name, and how it came to be. So for me, personally, I kind of practice what I consider a form of self-therapy. And that is a combination of what I've learned through therapy, such as coping skills and, you know, different techniques that my therapist has given me to learn how to cope with the things that I deal with, as well as some things that I've learned just in pursuing this degree in psychology. So spiritual therapy is basically just that, right? So it's a form of the things that I've acquired and learned throughout going to therapy with a licensed professional therapist. And then we have what I've learned through my spiritual journey and faith and walk with God. And I've combined those two things and I've met myself here right now where I'm at at 27 years old. And I feel like I have a good sense (laughs) on just how to kind of navigate life better with these two things as my, what would you call them? I'm not sure. But just having these two things, you know, on my side, in my toolbox that I can reach and use at any point in time that I'm having a moment of mental distress is things I've learned in therapy and then also things I've learned spiritually through my own personal faith journey. And so that's where the name really came from. And I think going forward, um, this is what overall the kind of do I want to call it a mission let's call it a mission statement um will just be to just advocate for therapy advocate for mental health especially in the black community because I am a black woman and um 
the mission is therapy is not forever, right? <laughs> so you may go to therapy, but you're not going to be in therapy for the rest of your life normally. I mean, it depends. I mean, there there may be instances where you may go to therapy for long, long periods of long, long periods of your life. <laughs> but event, uh, essentially, therapy is not forever. So I think that the mission of spiritual therapy podcast or spiritual therapy world is just the fact that you can manage life. I guess what I'm trying to say is that you can manage life with techniques from both therapy and also spiritual techniques and they go hand in hand. So what I guess I'm trying to say is my mission statement is I don't want to I don't want to put I don't I don't want to put extras on it and say, "Well, you can't live a life without these things," right? But what I guess the mission of this community is going to be it's just the fact that you, I believe you need both. I'm just going to put it out there. I believe that you need both. Um, if you are dealing with mental health issues or, you know, you're going through a healing journey, you've been through some traumatic experiences that you're processing, uh, maybe some inner child healing you're doing, uh, maybe a relationship just ended, uh, maybe you've lost someone, maybe you've lost a job, maybe you're just lost yourself and you're not sure where you're headed you need to have some form of therapeutic practice as well as spiritual practice to kind of balance you from the day to day as well as to be able to tap into at any moment that you may be triggered or having a stressful or traumatic life event you need to be able to tap into these things that are going to balance you, realign you, and stabilize you to continue to move forward in life to whatever direction you are headed, right? Because life is going to come through, it's going to challenge us, it's going to knock us down, it's going to knock us over, but we have to be able to get back up. And so if you have whatever it is that you need in your toolbox, we're going to call it the spiritual therapy toolbox. Whatever it is that you need, if you have that always in your toolbox, which I think are the foundations are therapeutic and spiritual, then I think that you'll be able to navigate life. I won't say easily, but maybe a little bit more easily, right? It'll be a little bit more easier to navigate life once you've kind of established what things you require and need to be able to do those things and reestablish your mental health wellness. So I know we covered a lot and we're going to end it right now, (laughs) Um, but I hope that that made sense as far as the the name and the title and kind of give some insight about what the kind of the mission is behind the scenes is we want to equip we, who is we? Hold on now. I guess I'm saying we as in me and God because we are working together. So we want to equip people um, out there with the knowledge that life is manageable life is forever free flowing and we can glide with it and I think for me personally that has been solidified just by strengthening my spiritual practices and strengthening strengthening my faith and combining that with the things that I've learned about therapy and through therapy.
And combining those two things together has just made life for me a lot more manageable, um, a lot more easier to deal with certain transitions that I'm going through right now. So I know we have covered a lot in this episode and I know much of it has been heavy and um, full of statistics about black mental health. Um, And I know that we, like I said, are still going through some really, um, we're still going through some really trying times. And I know for me personally, the pandemic really changed a lot. And I'm going to keep talking about it because everyone wants to move on like it's normal. Like we didn't just go through a whole pandemic. And while yes, life goes on, um, I'm removing myself from, oh, we're just going to push past it and act like none of this ever happened. Like, no, that's that's something I just, I'm not able to do. So please, please, please continue to give yourself grace. Take as much time as it takes or as you need personally to just transition wherever you're transitioning to next. Just know that where just know that wherever you are, you're doing great. You're doing wonderful and whatever issues you may be having, they're fixable. 9 times out of 10, they're fixable, right? So, I want to take a moment just to remind you that you are not just a statistic you are a beautiful human being you are a beautiful spiritual being and that gives you the right to take care of yourself holistically meaning your spiritual mental physical and emotional well-being so i want to leave you with some resources that are here to help you in your time of need in case you need it Um, I'm going to leave these all in the show notes. So if you are in need of some mental health resources, um, we have a few here for you to check out, um, such as inclusivetherapist.com, Black Mental Health Alliance, National Suicide Prevention Hotline. If you are struggling with thoughts, they have 24-7 confidential support for people who are in distress and are in need of crisis resources for either yourself or a loved one. So the so the um, the resources will be linked down below in the show notes. If you would like, please do check those out. If you do need help, please go get help. Your life on the other side of getting help is going to be beautiful. And it may be scary, but you're going to... You're going to get through whatever it is you're going through. And I hope that this episode was somewhat informative. Um, I hope that you found some helpful information. I hope that if you are struggling with mental health issues or disorders, or maybe you just maybe are feeling some of the stigmas that have been around for a while, um, I hope you just know that it's okay to feel however you feel. And when the time is right and when you're ready, please go seek help because there's help out there for you. And my DMs are open, so you can always DM at Spiritual Therapy World um, over on Instagram. That'll be linked down below as well. And continue to 
challenge the narrative about black people and mental health and continue to speak up for yourself and advocate for others. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Wow, this is the third episode. Woo! Insert some cheering, clapping noises. Okay. All right. And as always, I'm going to leave you off with a beautiful quote. Um, And to leave this episode off on a more hopeful note, I want to leave you all with this quote from Martin Luther King Jr., which serves as a reminder to keep going. No matter what battles you may face, this quote goes like this. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. So no matter what challenges you're battling internally, I hope you continue to find a way to get to your destination. Even if you have to crawl to get there. With that, this wraps up this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in again or for the first time. And as a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not for professional help or therapy. Again, you can check the show notes down below for more resources or professional help, or you can also check the social media link in our bio. This is your host, Ariana, and I am simply here to remind you to be authentically as you are. If you found this episode helpful or interesting, be sure to share it with your circle and follow Spiritual Therapy World Podcast on Instagram for more updates and resources. Until next time, bye. Thank you.